0: Coming up on Philosophy Talk. In these troubling times, how can the arts
1: and humanities soothe our anxious souls? We asked some of our favorite Stanford colleagues to tell us what their fields have to offer in philosophy.
0: I think meditation really is doing something. It helps you do future things, which are mental
2: actions. In music. This might be a time to clear everything else you're doing for like 15 minutes or 10 minutes or five minutes and just listen. In literature.
0: Our job, it's a very hard job. We have to try to make good decisions and ethical decisions in this extreme darkness. In drama.
2: How do you find an inner resolve to distance yourself from those experiences and set off on a new course? How do you find your song? Join
1: us for the second of two episodes exploring how insights from the arts and humanities can help us cope with difficult times. Comforting Conversations, Part 2. Coming up on Philosophy Talk. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm Ray Briggs. And I'm Josh Landy. We're coming to you from our respective shelters in place via the studios of KALW San Francisco. Continuing
0: conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus, where I teach philosophy
1: and Josh directs the Philosophy and Literature Initiative. Today, it's the second of two episodes featuring comforting conversations with some of our favorite Stanford colleagues, asking them how the arts and humanities can provide comfort, connection, and common purpose in our world of social distancing. Our first installment focused on stories and storytelling.
0: Today, we'll talk about another novel, but also about music, theater, even meditation. Of course, this is not to say that comfort is the only thing that humanities can do. Right. Moral philosophy tells us how to treat our neighbors and fellow citizens. And political philosophy tells us we should be holding our elected officials responsible and demanding more from them.
1: Yeah, and and shout out to Discourse Analysis for explaining why we should not use the language of war when we're talking about a pandemic. But even when we're fighting the good fight— Hey!
0: Excuse me. Even when we're doing the right thing, we might need something else to keep us
1: going. How about a little music, for example? That's Stanford professor of music and computer science, Ge Wang, playing his smartphone with an app he designed called Ocarina.
0: Ge works at the Center for Computer Research in Music and Acoustics, or Karma for short, where he builds musical instruments, games, and social experiences. We asked him to tell us more about Ocarina.
2: So Ocarina is is this app for a smartphone I designed back in 2008. You hold it like a sandwich and you play it by blowing, literally blowing into the microphone at the bottom of your phone. For example, and here I'm blown to the bottom of my iPhone while I'm using uh, the on-screen buttons to control pitch in different combinations. And you can also physically tilt the device to control the amount of vibrato. For example. So there, that's me actually holding the phone flat and then gradually tilting it into a vertical position. And that changes the amount of vibrato that's applied to the sound, which is actually generated live in the app.
1: You know, one of the things I love about this, I mean, not just how wonderful it is to have this musical instrument A sophisticated musical instrument at your fingertips, but also the fact that it can connect you to people around the world. Can you tell us a little bit about that, uh, that aspect of its uh, functionality?
2: Yes, uh, so in the same app, you can actually listen to uh, other people blown to their phones from around the world. And there's this globe visualization. Here's Anonymous coming from the uh, United States West Coast. I'm not sure what they're playing, possibly some free jazz on the ocarina. Sci-fi music. This is from Hawaii. And here's Indonesia, peace and love. (laughs) Ha. And uh, so this is a, a form of a, an anonymous social network, I suppose, uh, based on music. And uh, all you see is where they're coming from. You see kind of these beams of light emanate from the globe visualization that's visualizing the music. And uh, and that's kind of it. Now, you can choose to like something you hear, but that's a one-way street. Uh, I believe it was John Stuart Mill that, that once wrote, the eloquence is heard, but poetry is overheard. So in a way, this is kind of a social... Musical world for overhearing, uh, kind of almost like a music voyeurism, if you will.
0: So I, I love how uh, kind of everyday this is that like anybody could, uh, as long as they had a smartphone, make this music. Do you see yourself as like making music sort of more accessible just to like, is there a difference between being musical, a musical person and being like a regular person or a regular people, musical people?
2: i think this was made really ocarina was made to be a, a a toy and a playful thing right and i think the playfulness definitely lowers the the bar of entry into noodling with this and it's disarming it's come on, it's a it's a joke right it's a the gag here is that it actually works there's a little mm-hmm. synthesis engine and software that's running in this app that's generating the sound in response to how much you're blowing into the microphone and also of course how you're expressing the pitches how long you're holding the notes and how much vibrato you uh you apply so it is something that well in the sense is playful it's like a toy but i think sneaking in there is the idea that it's also a kind of instrument and i think of it as an instrument in the sense that this is something you could learn to get better at over time something that you can learn to make your own
1: right and i mean you say it's a toy that just so happens to work and i to me it works not just as a musical instrument but also as something that brings us together uh, uh, which is why it feels so relevant today that it's uh, you know it's it's uh, something i can play in my living room but it's not i'm not just one person on my own i can listen to that beautiful song coming to me from indonesia or the other tune coming to me from hawaii uh, is that the way i mean is that something that was in your mind when you were developing it that that it wouldn't just be a matter. I mean, it would, of course, be a vehicle for people to perfect their musical skills and 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 maybe develop new songs and 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 so on. But also, it would be a a tool for the overcoming of isolation.
2: It's interesting because the the globe was designed both to feel like you're a small sense of connection, but it's also like in a way it, it is there to, to acknowledge that. A kind of loneliness at the same time, because <laughs> in the globe you just see the you just see Earth this visualization in a, this black background, and then there is this lone, <laughs> um, like stream of light particles that come out from the location on the globe where physically uh, a person recently played, blew, in, blew into their phone, and I think it's both a feeling of connection and a f- and acknowledgement of loneliness. And but I think to feel connected, we also have to maybe acknowledge that we are. Not always connected. Um, in that, even when we are connected, we <laughs> might still feel, you know, lonely. You know, I mean, to be honest, like this whole app is kind of what you might call a, an unnecessary invention, right? I mean, literally nobody asked for this. <laughs> no one said we need to blow into our phones and make music, uh, and it solves no real problems that that exist. But it's also kind of freeing in that way. So I want to ask about uh, separation and
0: loneliness. So when I think about like some of my experiences with music, they involve like singing in a choir, which you kind of can't do right now safely. So how do you see like musicians coping with this? Like, what do you do about the kind of connection aspect of music when you can't be physically with
2: people? Well, that is a it's a good question. I mean, I think there are some ways we can and cope, and and there's some things where we can only try to cope, right? I mean, I think having bodies physically in the room is not something you can quite replace. There's something visceral about, you know, it's visceral, it's also communicative. Like, we pick up much more than, than just the direct, like, what is said or what is played, but there's, like, you know, perhaps a hundredfold information in the way we, subtle gestures we make, um, the, the shared temperature of the room, the, the lighting, uh, every small thing I think aggregates into how we actually sense others uh, in a physical place that even if we can kind of see like, you know, someone's image on over like a room, like Zoom or something, it's, it's not quite the same. So honestly, I think musicians and really performance art and just artists in general, many of them are having a difficult time. It's truly really a difficult time uh, because we understand how important this this embodied sense of presence actually can be, and we work with that. So it's it does present some some issues. I feel very lucky to be a poet right now because. It seems like
0: poetry is sort of less time dependent, and you can you can sort of send letters and make them into a collaboration. And I I sort of wish there were more equivalents for musicians.
2: Right. I think it really heavily depends on I think your your medium or your mediums, and if your medium is one that's amenable to if you're actually in your room painting, for example, that's something you could do largely the same you know painting wise than if you were uh, uh, an actor. Right. If you had to go on the stage in front of an audience with people, I think those are seeing very different consequences um, under the current circumstances. But I think I feel like musicians and artists in a way are coping like like everyone else. And and maybe the difference, I don't know if it's a difference, but I think artists generally do try to always pandemic or not try to, you know, feel the pulse of the world. Uh, I think there's a there's a saying in in Chinese is that you know when the world laughs, you laugh with it when the world cries, you cry with the world and I think that's what artists uh, tend to do is they 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 laugh and they cry with the world and and you and you gotta you gotta feel the pulse out there and that's kind of what that's the stuff that your music or your painting or your 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 novel or your stories or that's that's what they're made of
0: right so i'm I'm curious if you think. There, like what new art forms also might emerge from this smallness. So some things I've seen actually are musicians sort of coordinating using click tracks instead of in person. And also like it's, it's fun for me because like I can still co- collaborate with musicians uh, by writing lyrics and having them write a song to, to go with the lyrics, for instance. So I'm wondering, like, you find potential in like everything, like a salad bowl, you find music in that. So like, what are, what are some new musical objects that we might discover?
2: That's a great question. I think the really interesting things that will perhaps emerge from, from the situation are things that really make like fundamental use of the mediums of the time, right? Um, and I don't know if we quite found necessarily those things yet but uh the way that people are now i don't know broadcasting their dj shows uh over zoom or over or streaming i think people have kind of upped their game but also there's a kind of everydayness in the way that we connect and now we have i don't know musicians performing from their like bedrooms because that's the only place they can do this and broadcasting that so in a way it's i don't know if there's any like I mean, I'm sure there are kind of forms, new forms of art that might emerge from this. Um, I'm also really interested in just kind of how every day, how like the the general lowering of of expectations in a good way uh, of how we make art and and who gets to make art, right? And, and I feel like that might be a, a kind of a silver lining to something that is tragic and horrible and that is affecting everyone.
0: That's a really lovely thought. Uh, but I want to say thank you so much for joining us on Philosophy Talk
2: Thank you so much Josh and Ray for having me
1: You can listen to the rest of this episode by purchasing it on iTunes Music or for unlimited listening subscribe to our archive at philosophytalk.org